This episode of First Encounter contains spoilers for the video game Final Fantasy VII. If you've not played this game, first off, what are you doing? Don't be like me. And second, go play it instead of listening to us. If you'd like to follow along, listen to the end of the episode for where we play to next, as well as how you can get in touch with us. We would also like to take a second to say that we are in no way affiliated with Square. We're just a couple of guys trying to have fun with a cool video game. So I'll put Chocobo lore on here, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Meet Chocobos. Chocobos. Meet single Chocobos near you. <laughs> Awful. And we're back. Welcome to the First Encounter Podcast. How you doing today, Christopher? Uh, I'm good. Are you? I'm good. You don't sound good. I'm, you know, this episode ended up being a lot fluffier and longer than I thought it was going to be. I didn't expect it to be this grindy. Define fluffy. Are you saying I'm bad at the game? No, I'm saying you grind too much, but I think we both knew that would be the case. I didn't intentionally grind, though. It was just like mostly mindless bumble fucking around that resulted in us bumble fucking around and coming into a lot of fights. Yeah, it's the side effect of a first time playthrough. Or as I like to call it, fuck around and find out. <laughs> so, uh, Chris, what you, uh, you notice you're not drinking any uh, beverage there. You want to tell me why? You didn't offer me anything. <laughs> well all right fuck you fuck me no listen okay so i got about three hours sleep last night if i had a beer i would pass out so i need to i got i got my good good coffee right here it is good sugar free as coffee should be is there a reason you're saying sugar free as coffee should be while looking at me is it because there's like 16 ounces of coffee in my cup <laughs> awful oh i meant sugar in my coffee you know what i I know what you meant you know what you meant so yeah we're not we're not we're just having some delicious italian roast coffee tonight instead um it's very good flavors of coffee so uh we're back in the game we are playing some final fantasy the Uh, seventh um hanny's across from me i'm across from him left right all that um down up down left right a b a b start select anyway we played uh video games today yeah um, do you want to recap the last episode in 10 words or less? We streamed on Twitch. No, not the last it episode. was fun. Fuck yourself. Wait, yourself is one word. <laughs> Chris. Fuck yourself, Chris. Ah, uh, nailed it. Um, Brought it home. So I done goofed on that. Uh, yeah, the previous episode before we streamed last week, which was a blast. Thank you to everyone who joined. Uh, we... Took a boat ride. Uh, so we did a little marching in uh, Junan Harbor. We avoided being killed by Heidegger or Rufus, which was pretty cool. And then we uh, took a boat ride uh, to the new continent. Um, on the boat, we encountered a Genova birth, which was a nightmare. Um, discovered that it was actually an arm after everything was said and done. Still figuring out what that is about. We don't really know. And uh, landed in Costa del Sol. I think the most significant story thing that happened in all of that was that Johnny and Tifa spent way too much time together in an inn, and I'm really unhappy about it. Um, I'm I'm fucking livid, to tell you the truth. Just so upset. But yeah, so uh, Johnny and Tifa spent some time together, which was not okay, and it's fine, whatever. And I'm over it. I'm over it, it's fine. Uh, and then... We left Casa del Sol um, and grinded a little bit during the stream. And then uh, today we picked back up and we'll hop right into it. So we took off out of Casa del Sol, headed west, and uh, went into it's kind of like mountainous region. So I just went through this little 
cave is what it looked like from the outside, but it looks like it's just an opening. I found an, an older gentleman sitting down having a little, uh, a little nap. Phew! Hey! You're actually talking to me! What is it? I just passed the guy in the black cape back there. Oh fuck, Chris. I just tried to tell him that it's dangerous up ahead, and he ignored me! Sephiroth. There was a black caped guy here, too? It's dangerous up ahead. Be careful on your way. If any strangers should greet you warmly while traveling, make sure to greet them back. Phew, I guess that's the fun of being on the road. He might be my favorite character, yeah, actually. He I'm, just seems like a decent person. Yeah, just like actually not if he's a garbage. What stuck out to you about this part, Chris? The bombs. Oh, yeah. How, that, how was that for you? It was pretty good. I don't think you killed a single one. No, they all have exploded. I fought, I think, three separate fights of bombs and all of them have exploded on me. Is there a item or materia that keeps enemies away? Oh, fuck. Bombs. What are those? Bombs. Does that mean kill them at That's ASAP? one of the three enemies that I want to get a tattoo of. Really? Yeah. Oh, uh, fire isn't going to do shit to them, is it? Yeah, probably not. Oh, they're really cute. Hmm. So that one got bigger. Yeah, I'm seeing that, Chris. I'm not loving it. <clears throat> and they're floating, so Quake doesn't do any damage to them. Oh, boy, this is real bad. No! That was all fire damage, son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, boy. Stop casting fire on yeah, it! I'm casting bolt. Then why was fire cast on it? Fire all. But it was the only one there. I'm sure it's fine. You can't defend this. It happened. A lot of those battles were way harder than I was expecting to. Um, there was this airfish that had fucking spiky hell. It had 200 fucking points of damage every time. It dropped Barret like twice. What are those? Chris, what are those? Those are definitely birdfish. Airfish. Airfish. Spiky hell. I Holy shit, that was a lot of damage. Don't like that at all. Oh my god. I was just... Yo. Uh, they just fucked up Barrett's day. Fish are tough customers. Are you sure I'm at the right level to be here, dude? I'm gonna set these fish on fire. Time for some grilled calamari. Fucking fish being birds. Dude, I don't like this spiky hell. Oh, no, stop. Don't do it to Aerith. She literally is so squishy. <laughs> She's so squishy. Shit ton of birds. Shit ton of birds. Um, it, it took a significant amount of time. It probably took an hour of today's two-hour play to get through to the actual part where we were heading, which was coral. Yeah. We, well, we walked past a uh, Mako reactor. Oh, uh, sorry. I meant we stumbled into the Mako reactor. Uh, something that's interesting to me about this is how many uh, Mako reactors are outside of Midgar. I think initially I was thinking that that was going to be the only reactors and that like Midgar powered everything else. And I think at one point I had had an idea that those like little boilers in people's houses were like small Mako reactors for fueling. But I think now that we're seeing like most of these remote towns have independent reactors near them, that's probably not the case. But yeah, it seems like Shinner is just rolling up to towns and being like, yo, you got any of that Mako? <laughs> Fucking you're gonna plop this down right yeah, here. Yeah, what if we put uh... this reactor here and also we'll burn your town down if you. You, uh, don't comply. Which brings us to our next point. <laughs> Coral. Coral. So we rolled through uh, the reactor, kind of uh, bumblefucked my way through some dro uh, some bridge falls. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, 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 oh, no. Oh, no. Press OK in the directional button. Get the treasure. Left, right. What do I do? Oh. Didn't even show me the treasure. Oh. It's dropping time. Is it the same? God damn it. I want treasure. It's a climbing time. I want Twazzle. Tap, 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 tap. Get that treasure. Dun, 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 Oh my god. Thank gosh. A potion. Definitely a potion.
I don't think much consequence happened there. Although there was that interesting little phoenix aside where I killed the phoenix chick's mother and got 10 phoenix downs, which was cool. Definitely killed the phoenix mom, though. Yeah, a number of them. Yeah. How do you feel about mother, that? Mother, father, uncle. Long lost aunt. Neighbor across the street. Someone who was walking by. How cute. What should we do? Take the treasure. I'm definitely taking the treasure. Times are tough. I'm taking the treasure. <laughs> Cloud. So we walk into a town called Coral. Uh, it's pretty run down, deserty kind of vibe. And uh, it, it's definitely got the feel of an old mine town that's kind of gone to seed. Um, as we walk into Coral, though, there's a group of miners or former miners who uh, kind of stop what they're doing and they look up at you and scream, hey, is that, hey, that's him. And uh, I thought initially that they were talking to Cloud and then Barrett's like, ah, shit, I got to handle this. Uh, Barrett walks away with these guys down the screen a little bit and uh, they just start punching him. You, you're, hey, hey, he's back. He's back? Wait here. Oh no. They're talking to Barrett. Yo. Oh shit, why are they beating up Barrett? Well looky here, never thought I'd see your face again. Those people over there, they with you? Well I feel sorry for them, hanging around a walking death sentence like Barrett. You got a lot of nerve coming back here. Look at this place, it's all your fault North Coral turned into a garbage heap. Why don't you say something? Or did you forget what you done here already? Uh, I'm sorry. You ain't even worth the fucking effort. Don't waste your time talking to that techno freak. Ooh, I don't like that very much. You, you heard him. It's my fault this town was destroyed. We take Barrett back into our party to start talking to people, uh, learn a little bit about the town. It's got a very similar vibe to the slums. Um, I think this is probably the next saddest town we've seen, aside from like Sector 7, where we're talking to people and they're like, yeah, life sucks here. There's nothing to do. We have no money. There's no jobs. There's just It's just gone by. Uh, Shinra promised that everything would be great with the reactor here, and they lied. Um, the difference between Coral and Sector 7 is at least people in Midgar under the plates seem to have something to do with themselves, whereas in Yeah, Coral, they can eke a living. It's not a great living, but it's yeah. something. Like, there's, like, the item shop owner, or Tifa has the 7th Heaven bar, or, like, you can work for Shinra. Yeah. But out here, there's nothing. Yeah, it, it seems like people are mostly just kind of waiting to die yeah um it's it's real big bummer just walking in this here tent don't mind me i want to leave this garbage dump of a town behind me and start a new life if i had a buggy i'd cross the southern desert and go to that town across the river same everyone knows that accident couldn't have been avoided but no one will be satisfied until someone takes the blame i want to go talk to the kid hey kid there was something glowing in that well over there. If I can get my hand on it, I'm gonna go sell it and go to the gold saucer. What's the gold saucer? The next train's coming in soon. Uh, cool. Thanks, dude. Fucking sick. Grandpa used to be a coal train engineer. He still can't kick his old habits from then. Aw, oh, dude, he was a train engineer? I could literally hang out here all day and talk to this guy. Do you think he wants to talk to me about the power of a steam locomotive? I hear it's a big fad now in the city to get tattoos. Is that right? That's right. I guess I should get a zero tattoo for a poor man like me. Zero ought to be perfect. Oh. There's a man with a two tattoo. Hell yeah, there was. And he wants a zero tattoo. Yeah. Picking up something, Chris. <laughs> Number tattoos. <laughs> we talked to someone who was like, oh, I, I hear that everyone in Midgar is getting tattoos. Isn't that the fashion? And you're like, sure is. And he's like, cool, I think I want to get a zero tattooed on my hand. And uh, at that point, I freaked out because I remember an um guy who has a two tattoo. 
which is real cool. Shout out to um guy. Shout out to um guy. We will come back for you. I promise. I promise, baby boy. Wait for us. <laughs> Wait for me. Um, the most important part was uh, we kind of walked through the town to a what would you call that? Sky tram, kind of. Yeah, uh, that's a good good word for it. When we get to the sky tram, the party breaks out, and everyone's like, uh, "Barrett, you gonna tell us what the fuck is going on here?" And by that, I mean everyone's like, "Hey, Barrett, you okay?" And Barrett's like. No, definitely not, dog. So we we get a little flashback, actually. Uh, this is our first flashback, not from Cloud's perspective, too, which is very cool. Barrett says, this town was destroyed four years ago, and it's all my fault. Sorry. What happened? My hometown used to be around here. What do you mean used to? It ain't here no more. Heard it got buried in just four years. But how could those people say those terrible things? It's my fault. All my fault. Oh, flashback. Fuck. My hometown, Coral, has always been a coal mining town. It may be dusty and poor, but it's calm. It's a real small town. That's the first time I ever heard Mako Reactor mentioned since then. Oh, fuck, Chris, this is that good good. Yeah, get that. It's what we've been waiting for. <sighs> Barrett backstory. Village headman. <laughs> what are we gonna do? The only one opposed to this is Dine. I'm definitely against it, no matter what. There's nothing to talk about if you're thinking of throwing away our coal. The coal's been ours for generations. Our fathers and theirs before them risked their lives for it. But listen, Dine, no one uses coal nowadays. It's the sign of the times. Scarlet! Did she- Scarlet is like, fuck, she was part of the board, right? Yeah. Of Shinra? Yeah. Right, everything is Mako now. It'll be alright, Dine. Shinra Inc. will guarantee your livelihood once the Mako reactor is completed. Fuck. Oh no! Listen, Dine, I don't want my wife Mirna to suffer anymore. I know how you feel. I feel the same way too, damn it. But even so, I won't give away our coal mines. Dine had the right idea, didn't he? That's how the coral reactor was built and completed. We all thought it would bring us an easier life. Fuck. It happened when Dine and I were out of town for a few days. Coral was burned down by the Shinra troops. Holy shit. All the townspeople, all my relatives, everyone. We get a, a view of what coral used to look like. Um, it was like a cute little coal town seemed a lot more vibrant and alive than what we've seen now. And, uh, we zoom in on what appears to be like a town council meeting. So there's like a councilman that's like the head of the town or like the, I wouldn't say mayor, like more like a town clerk or a village elder and, um, Barrett and then a couple of other people, two of whom are named and stick out the most. Uh, so one that we meet is a guy who is adamantly opposed to the subject of the meeting, which is allowing, quote unquote, <laughs> Shinra to come in and build the Mako reactor there. That man's name is Dine. Dine is Barrett's best friend since childhood, we learn. And he is very opposed to giving up their minds and, and losing their way of life. Barrett kind of convinces him along with the help of the village elder and Scarlet, who we know is a board member of Shinra. Between all of them, Scarlet's like, no, this is going to be awesome. Barrett's trying to have a better life for his family. And he thinks that having the reactor there is a positive thing, which is also an interesting uh, dichotomy, I guess, um, in Barrett's personality, which is up until this point, which is probably 14 hours into the game now at this point, is... Fuck Shinra <laughs> all the time. Um, so hearing him speak out in support of Shinra is actually pretty interesting. This is also interesting because uh, this is the first point we've learned that um, Barrett is also not from Midgar. Yeah. So no one who's been in our party has been a Midgar, an actual like born and raised Midgar uh, resident. 
But yeah, so we, we learned that uh, shortly after they agreed to build the reactor, Dine and Barrett went on a trip. And they learned that while they were gone, Shinra burned and killed everyone in the village because there was an accident at one of the some some section of the reactor and they blamed it on a radical faction of coral they said so uh i i was kind of inferring that because of like dine being so opposed to it and barrett being you know friends with dine and then everyone blaming barrett for the tragedy there um that it was inferred that barrett and dine were at fault for the the accident they also weren't around quote unquote so it's like yeah there's a lot of inference still we haven't quite learned much of it yet so yeah uh barrett kind of finishes his story he's like yeah that was four years ago and i basically left and have been fighting shinra ever since um everyone's like damn dude that sucks <laughs> like finger guns at him and then uh everyone's like hey why don't we take the sky train to this fucking amusement park instead of listening to barrett's sad sack story it was really fucked up going to an amusement park directly after something that is as tragic if not more tragic than nibelheim it was a very weird feeling <sighs> yeah yeah i don't know why we went there it's really weird hey everyone if you want to go to the gold saucer hurry and get on Ride the ropeway? Sure. I'll see what a gold saucer is. Boy, will you. Whoa, what's that? Dude, this music is tits. Chris is making arms right now. I don't know how else to say this. Wow, this is like a... This looks like Wall Market on absolute crack. Welcome, <laughs> gold saucer. Can I just go back? I don't want this. Oh, God. Just kidding. <laughs> well, now we have to watch the... Does it do the cutscene over again? So yeah, we take the Sky Tram after hearing uh, Barrett's really sad story and wind up at a place called the Golden Saucer, which is a multi-tiered, giant fucking amusement park. It is a nightmare. Although the um, cutscene was very cool, yeah. uh, the Sky Tram going across, and then uh, it's very cool. It has a very Wall Market esque feel without the sleaze. And also, here's your Wall Market reference for the episode. And <laughs> uh, yeah, so we land. Welcome to the Gold Saucer! Thank you. I'm gonna save. Access this. <laughs> uh, hold on, I'm just glaring at the screen. Access the menu and select save to save your game. Dot, dot, dot. But each transaction will cost five gold points. Okay. First of all, this is the Gold Saucer, so we're gonna be fucking cheerful about it. Not enough GP. Oh, is that game points? That's not Gil? Fucking A. So I have to, like, play carnival games to be able to do anything? It gets better. Welcome to the Gold Saucer. Are you together? A single pass is 3,000 gil, or you can purchase a lifetime pass for 30,000 gil. 30,000 gil? Pay 3,000 gil? Pay 30,000 gil. Fuck you, dude. I'll pay 3,000, but I don't like it. Thank you very much. What the fuck was that about, am I right? Can you imagine being charged tickets at a carnival to save? <laughs> to be fair, it's free to get there. It is free to get there. I think it's actually a really... It's an excellent business model. It's an excellent business model, for sure. I think that the game mechanic is really fun, too. Like, oh, no, you can't save unless you get the tickets for it. Like, there's no other game that I've played that's like that. That is phenomenally yeah. odd. It's it's hilarious and bizarre and just so good. Yeah. I really like that. Music's fun, too. The music is fun. What, uh, what, where did we head from there? Uh, we went into the area, I think they just call it the station. The station, yeah. yeah. So the party all separates and Aerith is like, oh, this seems fun. Let's, uh, let's have fun, guys. Wow, let's have fun. I know this isn't the right time to do this. Hey, Barrett, cheer up. I ain't in a cheery mood, so just leave me alone. 
Imagine going to someone's hometown that's been burned to the ground after he's just unburdened his heart. The town where his friends, his family, his wife were murdered. And this is all dredged up for him. And then imagine taking him to a carnival that's been built near there and saying, hey, fucking cheer up. It's very not Aerith. Really? That's too bad. Let's go have fun. <laughs> Grabbing Cloud's arm. Tifa, <laughs> whisper, whisper. Wasn't that a little harsh, Aerith? Just like normal when this happens. We're gonna go play. So play. Mess around all you want. Don't forget we're after Sephiroth. <laughs> I think he's mad. No shit, Aerith. Barrett's like, hey, I'm not in the mood to uh, have fun because, you know, I'm back in my old town that was burned to the ground by Shinra, where my wife died. And, and all of my relatives and All friends. my relatives, all of my friends, and I'm blamed for those deaths. And Aerith, in a very un-Aerith-like display of low emotional intelligence, is like, no, you're fine. You just need to play some carnival games. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, no, I think I need some time to be alone. And he uh, goes off and jumps down one of uh, one of these several circular holes that are like leading to tunnels i'm not even gonna try and describe this the station it's bizarre i have no idea but uh each of these entrances leads to a different part of the amusement park i'm just gonna go through them pretty rapid fire because we went and explored every one of them not all of them had something important the first one we went into was a theater that is currently not showing a show sorry but there's no show now what the fuck is that we put on a really unusual show here but not today so come back again sometime and see it um, why is there a Clefairy with devil wings here? <laughs> what is that? I hate that. Clefairies with teeth and wings are awful. What's your problem? Can't you see we want to be alone? Ew. I hate this. What was next? Oh, we got Speedway. Which was nothing. So I think the next one we went to was... Let's go with uh, Dio first. <laughs> you want to take... You want to yeah. do it? Okay. How is it? You having fun? Mmm, so you are having fun. Well, good. Good for you, boy. My name's Cloud. Stop calling me boy. Hmm? Me? I'm the owner of the Gold Saucer. The name's Dio. Just call me Dio. He's not even listening. By the way, boy, do you know what a black materia is? What is it? <laughs> that, I say. That's a good one, boy. But it's not good to lie. You can't fool me. His voice changed. It's fine. Why'd you ask me? Well, a while back, a boy your age came in and asked me if I had black materia. I thought you might know who he was, seeing as how you're both the same age. Did he happen to have a black cape? Why, yes. Yes, he did. And a tattoo on his hand that said one. Where'd he go? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, then, <laughs> just walks away. <laughs> wow. What a cool guy. He is a big oiled up man wearing a bikini and he just flexes the entire time he talks to you. He is the coolest shit of fuck mountain. For real. Uh, Dio tells us that he is cool as hell and he thinks we're cool as hell and we should come check out the battle arena later and do some fighting. Yeah. So there's a couple things he says to you. He's like, hey, you know what black material is, boy? We say, no. Can you tell us? And he goes, oh, he doesn't tell us. It's there, the first time we've heard about it. He says there was a guy your age who was asking about it. He's like, do you, do you know this, this guy? And you're like, hey, did he happen to be wearing a black cape? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> cool. So we get teased that little bit and we're like, oh, probably Sephiroth. We uh, kind of part ways with Dio at that point and go back to the station 
we check out the haunted hotel, which is dope as shit. Um, I got spooked a couple times by the twice by the same character hanged man employee who was the most popular employee. Uh, he was real cool, actually. Next thing we went to was the arcade. It's called Wonder Square. As we walk in, we see a couple of uh, employees, some people having fun. And then a familiar-ish face to me of Kate Seth. Could you imagine just walking by and Sephiroth being like, hey, we're not fighting today. I'm in line for the for the coaster. <laughs> no cutting. <laughs> hey, you, what are you looking so down for? Okay, so this oh, is a hey, character. Hey, hey, it's, it's uh, Kate Seth. This is a character you're going to have to keep a voice for. Shit. You're going to hate it. Hold on a second. Oh, I already do. Yeah. How about it? Want me to leave your fortune? A bright future. A happy future. Oh, but don't hold it against me if it doesn't come true. Oh, so sorry. I'm a fortune telling machine. The name's... Kate Seth. You can only read the future? Are you kidding? I can find missing things. Missing people. Anything. Then can you tell me where a man named Sephiroth is? Mm, Sephiroth, right? Okay, here it goes. How awful is that Kate Seth voice? Also, is he riding one of the Clefairies with teeth? He offers to read our fortune, and we're like, cool, do you know where a guy named Sephiroth is? And he's like, I can figure this out. Here we go! The first fortune has absolutely fucking nothing to do with anything, and his little machine just pumps its arms, and then he gives you garbage fortune. And he's like, wait, shit, let me try that again. And he gives you another one, and it's like, garbage. Also, your lucky color is blue. Yeah! And he's like, shit, what? no, I swear I can do this one more time. The last one he gives you is like, you will find what you're pursuing, but you will lose something dear. And I was like, ah, shit, I actually know what that one is in reference to. That's rough. Spoiler. No, no, no. Right, I'm probably going to cut that out. That's fair. You know, for those listeners who have never played the game before. Janice? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this one's for you, Janice. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that section we cut out and didn't keep is for you, Janice. This section that we're also going to cut out is for you. Um, so yeah, we uh, we get a real ominous uh, uh, fortune from Kaseth, and he's just like, I I'm a fortune teller. I can't like rest until I know what this means, so I'm coming with you. And you're like, what? No, don't. And then he just forces his way into your party, and now we have Kaseth. After that, you have no choice but to go play some games. <laughs> well, we do have a choice. We could have not. I played some games. Suck it! Suck it! Suck it! Sumo, suck it! Get it! Get it! Motherfucker! Don't fuck this up! Uh, Don't fuck this up! You win! Receive one! I got one for that? Ow! <laughs> that hurts so bad! This is garbage. I don't know what you want. It's an amusement park. I fucking hate this. I'm leaving. It was awful. I fucked up sumo wrestling. Well, arm wrestling with a sumo wrestler. He threw two basketballs. I th and failed both of those. Uh, talked to some people. And then I went to the weirdest game on Earth where you teach Mog how to fly. I don't think we need to talk about it. I think you should just splice that whole section in. You're going to have a weird long section here. Welcome to the Mog house, motherfucker. <laughs> this is Mog's house. It's in Mog Forest on Mount Mog. The beginning of another day in the life of a Mog. This year, Mog is Peppa years old. He's at that age when he should be looking for a mate. But before Mog can become an adult, he first needs to learn how to fly. Even though Mog trains hard every day, he still can't seem to get off the ground. Sam. Here's where you come in. Help Mog learn how to fly by pushing OK and feeding him his favorite Koopo nut. But don't overfeed him, he won't be able to fly if he's too fat. 
Okay, give him my Koopo nut. Get this. Am I just gonna give him fucking- Give him a fucking nut. Okay. I don't- I don't- I, I wanna stop giving him nuts. Ah! Seems like Mog's decided to take another shot at it. Drum roll. <laughs> Fuck. Unfortunately, he didn't make it. Poor Mog will have to wait some time for a bride. Continue? <laughs> Push start. Dude, this is the worst. Poor Mog seems like he'll be alone for a while. Oh no. I think the final thing we can do at this point is go to the uh, battle arena. Yeah. We walk in. And there's a guard standing uh, in front of us, a Shinra guard. And we're like, oh shit. And then he falls. And uh, Cloud rushes up to him and he's like, oh shit, dead. Holy shit. Did Sephiroth do this? No, it's not him. They're all shot. Sephiroth would never use a gun. Shot. Uh, uh, hey, what happened? A, ma a man with a gun on his arm. No, Barrett. Did he? Hold it right there and stay quiet. Did you guys do this? <laughs> Boy! That's my new Dio voice. N no, it wasn't us. Hurry and run, it's gonna get ugly. Hey! Stop them! So, uh, we're like, fuck. <laughs> what do we do? We gotta go check this out. So, Cloud, uh, runs in. Uh, I have Red 13 and Kate Sith in my party. They're like, Cloud, wait! And then they're like, ah, shit. And they follow suit. And we run into an actual massacre. There's just dead people fucking everywhere. There's one employee who's left alive. And you're like, what happened here? And they say, a man with a gun on his arm did this. Fuck. Hmm. Uh, we know that Barrett had stormed off earlier, and he's in a really shitty mood. But this doesn't feel like Barrett to me. Barrett's not a murderer. They're not like all Shinra guards or all like, you know, evil murderers. These are just like people, because like everyone in this room, there's like, there's amusement park goers, there's people on dates, there's employees. Like this is not the kind of people that Barrett would kill. Yeah. Like this is like someone who is a monster would do this. So uh, after we talk to the employee, uh, Dio comes in with a couple of guards and um, he's like, hey, did you do this? And you're like, no. I think there's a moment where he's like, oh, was I wrong? And then Kate says that it's like, but fucking, let's bounce. Yeah. And you're like, wait, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, we run from Dio uh, and we are chased onto a platform. Yeah. And fade to black as they close in on you. Yeah. And then you get thrown into the pit. <laughs> After you open your eyes, I think Kate Seth fills us in as a resident of the area that this is a prison that uh, is surrounded by quicksand. So no one has ever left except for one exception. We don't know who. <laughs> he doesn't fill us in. So we uh, get filled in on Kate Seth about that we're in prison. Fuck. Uh, as we start walking across the prison yard, someone jumps us and mugs us. Cool, prison fight, my favorite. I like that it's not anyone like, fuck this. Chocomog. Chocomog time, motherfucker. You're in Mog's house. <laughs> You're in Mog's house and Mog just got married. Just got mugged, my man. Fire ring was stolen. And we notice at the bottom of the screen is Barrett and a guy lying down. Don't really know if he's dead, alive, what. We checked the body. Did we check the body? Yeah, he's dead. Oh, he was dead. He's, oh. he's shot. Oh, that's right. He says he's shot. And then uh, Cloud's like, did Barrett do this? Like, fuck. Uh, so I decided to go save. Oh, you can't PHS, huh? Chris, you're such a PHS. That's fair. And this seems like a good place to stop the game. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, you were such a piece of shit. Don't you think so? No? <laughs> All right. Well, it's, this seems, we're going to stop the game here. And that is today's episode of First Encounter.
Thanks for listening. Bye. Yeah, I'm really amped for this uh, for this section. Um, I love that good good, as we call uh, any sort of storyline, really, at this point. But um, I'm really partial to Barrett as a character. So this area um, and learning more of, ba- of Barrett's backstory is really cool. Um, I think I said in like episode one, I really wanted to learn more about Marlene's mom, um, Barrett's wife. Um, I... I, I think we've learned a lot about Cloud and Tifa so far, um, and I don't think we're going to get much background on, like, Kate Sith or Red 13. I think we got all the background we're going to get on Red 13, which is, he's the last of his kind! End of story. <laughs> um, Kate Sith is, I'm a fortune teller! We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, re- I'm really amped for this section. Um, there's a lot of intrigue. Barrett's a really good character. Uh, there's a lot of context around why he why he hates Shinra, why he does what he does, why he's trying to make a better world for Marlene, like why he has so much anger. Because like I don't know, like I, I think it'll be interesting if we see more of him and Dine in the past. I think Dine is probably the key to right now. Um, a lot of this. I do wonder if Dine is who you're pursuing currently, um, who's actually committing these atrocities here at the uh, at the Gold Saucer. You basically have ruled Sephiroth out. They're like, Sephiroth doesn't use guns. I think Cloud was like, this wasn't Sephiroth at some point. He's like, they're all shot. It's unlikely that it was Barrett. I'm sorry. It's just unlikely. <laughs> so my guess at this point is that uh, Dine, who we haven't met yet, is probably responsible at this part. I really like the somewhat of a trope of a like former best friend turned evil kind of thing. Um, I had two questions for you. You've already alluded to the first one. I was going to say, like, what's going on with Barrett and the shootings and all that. It feels like dying. You pretty much touched on that. Yeah. Um, so I guess my second question would be, like, what do you think's going on with the tattoos and the man in the black cloak? That, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that the person shooting and the man in the black cloak are even related. I think they might just be coincidence and a little bit of, um, like, a red herring, like a little yeah. bit of misdirection. Um I honestly don't have a good idea for the tattoos. It seems like maybe some sort of uh, membership or club or something like that or or something else. It could also be like a mark of, you know, like prisoners or something, but that seems less likely. But um, just there is a lot of history in the world of prison tattoos and numbers. Um, see the Holocaust. Um, so I, I that like the tattooed number thing kind of drives my mind to that. Um, I hope that's not it, but I'm not really sure where, what, what it could be or what, what they're really trying to get for yet. It's interesting though, because I, I seen the man with the two tattoo. I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think they were going to tie it back into it being like, Oh, there's more multiple people with number tattoos here. Yeah. So yeah, that's, I don't have a good answer for the second question yet is, is really where I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm real excited for next week, though. Yeah, me too. Sweet. Uh, with that, do you have any final thoughts for this Final Fantasy? Uh, we just placed an order for some new uh, mics and an audio interfacer, so next time you hear us, we should be tickling your eardrums with some real good, smooth, smooth noise, hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully. Yeah. With that, thank you so much for joining us for another thrilling episode of First Encounter. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please go leave us an Apple review. They make a huge difference and we would really appreciate it. Additionally, you can find all of our past episodes and how to connect with us on firstencounterpodcast.com. Please come say hi. Next time on First Encounter, we'll be playing up to the point where we catch the first Chocobo caravan at a coral prison. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time.